0: Welcome to Mental Health Film Comment. This is Brian here with you. The Grizzlies is a 2020 film which might have slipped through the cracks. I, I hope not, is it's a, a very, very good movie about uh, lacrosse, believe it or not, uh, lacrosse and uh, indigenous um, community in canada joining us today is suicide prevention advocate gordon corsetti uh gordon thank you for being here today i appreciate it my pleasure hey now um this podcast is what's called a commentary track like, like to call it a commentary track format for a simple reason to remind you that you're, you're not alone. I know many, many people listening will say, what do you mean I'm not alone? Of course I'm alone, I'm the, the only one here. What I, mean, what I mean by that is when you don't have anyone to go to a movie with, when you don't have anyone to watch a movie with, then movie watching becomes a solo and a solitary activity compared to if you do have someone to go to a movie with or watch a movie with. And so, I will be here if you would like to um, watch the movie while you are listening to the podcast. I will be here with you. uh, um, Gordon will be here with you as well. It might not be for the whole movie, but it will be at least for part of the movie that we will um, be be with you for a little while. I do want to mention, and, and by the way, we will be on the other side of the pause button if you would like to. Uh, listen while you're watching the movie. I did want to mention a couple resources up front for you because this movie is a particularly uh, troubling um, in many ways, as well as uplifting and in a lot of other adjectives that would apply. The text lines if you're in the US, you can text home H O M E to 741 741. If you're in the UK, you can text SHOUT, S-H-O-U-T, to 85258. And depending upon where you are in the world, there may be some others. So check your local listings, as they say. Um, Gordon, thank you for being here today. I appreciate this.
1: Again, thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to our, our conversation.
0: Right. Now, now, I understand you're, you're a fan of lacrosse. I, I and I want to mention that because I, I'm sure you've probably heard all all the jokes about a certain university's lacrosse team. <laughs> and so I wanted to ask you up front what what is lacrosse? Because I I I hope that doesn't sound like an ignorant and stupid question, but I've seen it on the Olympics and partly on But I beyond that, I have just a very passing knowledge. What what is lacrosse?
1: Sure. Uh, so. Um... Lacrosse is the oldest sport in North America. Uh, it was played by natives uh, from uh, northern Canada almost all the way through uh, the southern United States, and it was called by various names. Uh, they all meant various things. Uh, one of them, Begadway, is one I'm most familiar with. Means little brother of war. Uh, it was played in a manner, and um, if you, if tribes needed to settle disputes and they chose not to fight, um, they would they would play a lacrosse game. Winner won. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, <laughs> they did that, um, but it was primarily a means across all native cultures as a means of honoring uh, their culture and their creators. So they called it the creators' game, and it was a deeply interwoven part of their culture and their de- their day to day experience. Um, it's it's markedly different from how it is played today. Yeah, uh, the the fields in in the natives' time were miles and miles long. Mm-hmm. They played with hundreds of players at a time. Yeah. And it was only once it was it was a Canadian who, who standardized the game William George Beers in about eighteen sixty seven maybe and it's it's Canada's yeah. national sport cool. which I always found interesting.
0: Cool, cool. But it, yeah. it is it is an Olympic sport though, correct?
1: It was. It was until I want to say about the nineteen forties, maybe nineteen thirties. Yeah. Um, there were exhibition games that were held out, um, uh, in in England at some point in the nineteen yeah. thirties and early, maybe not early forties, but definitely nineteen thirties. US lacrosse and world lacrosse and I know uh, Canada lacrosse as well as several other uh, international programs are working to get an Olympic bid and that's uh, that's a process they're working on. So I'm, I'm hoping in my lifetime I'll be able to yeah, see an Olympic lacrosse game.
0: Definitely, definitely. Now, um, and, and we're doing some small talk uh, both because small talk's fun, (laughs) and also to hopefully, um, because there is some troubling content in the very, for those who are watching the movie and listening, the very opening scene is somewhat, um, more than a little somewhat uh, troubling. And uh, so I did want to just acknowledge um, that. Uh, But also um, last month in September, uh, and you will be hearing this in October, But last month in September was Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. And you know what? I am, and I know this will make me sound like a jerk, but I'm not a fan of the whole, you know, let's delegate one month a year or, you know, one day. I'm not a fan of that. I mean, I'm not, obviously, I, I, you know, I I want to um, increase awareness and uh, education, but I'm not a fan of the whole, you know, let's all rally around this cause for one month you know am i a jerk for for
1: having that that attitude uh, I, I don't think so. I think the um, you know the, the limiting factor is the amount of months that we have. And we, yeah. There's certainly so more causes than there yeah. are months available. Yeah. Um, you know the you know we have Suicide Prevention Month, and then within that we have uh, you know Suicide Prevention Awareness Week, which brings it in uh, you know even that much more concentrated. Uh, I, I don't I don't think you're a jerk on that <laughs> census very much, especially in, in, in the in, in the work that you and I do. Yeah. It, it is a uh, it's a continued advocacy that never really ends. Um, and, and, and the useful thing in my mind is, is using Suicide Prevention Month as a springboard to carry that conversation into ensuing months.
0: Exactly. And the ensuing month in this case in, in October. Now, um, The Grizzlies is apparently based on, on a true story about a, a teacher who forms a lacrosse team. Uh, for some Indigenous uh, students in in northern Canada, and what's uh, you know a couple things that 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 I noticed up front. One of which, uh, Will Sasso from Mayo TV, he's in a dramatic role yeah. in this, but also it really um, has a more cynical. I don't want to say cynical necessarily, but it it it's very cognizant of the whole you know, white guy coming in to, you know, mm. it's, very, it's very cognizant yeah. of that. So, yeah. so when you mentioned the history of, of lacrosse, there, there's some of, some of that history that, that's re- relayed in, in, in the movie. Um, what um, what um, prompted you to get involved in this work with suicide prevention and, and um, advocacy?
1: My One of my prior jobs um, from about 2014 to 2019 was working as an officials educator for U.S. lacrosse, which is um, the USA's governing body for lacrosse nationwide. Um, so my, my role was putting in together educational materials for adults who were looking to improve their skills in, in refereeing the men's game specifically. Um, and I had a very good relationship with our magazine editors. and I w- had written a few articles there and I, I broached the idea of doing uh, an article in 2017 about uh, uh, myths about suicide because the, the, the magazine edition was going to be all about myths about lacrosse. Uh, so I wrote up about a 900 word essay uh, for, for suicide prevention that, that, would publicly announce kind of my story and, and my experiences with mm-hmm. with depression and suicide attempts over the years, mm-hmm. and my editor uh, was kind of taken aback by it. Number one, uh, and he thought mm-hmm. it was it was going to be more appropriate to to wait a year, uh, give me some time to make sure I really wanted to do that, yeah. and then he uh, he wanted to put more resources behind it. So we did a seven page spread uh, and a video. Uh, I went on lacrosse magazine and it's called lacrosse saved my life, a story of friendship and survival. If anyone wants to Google that or check out the video. Um, And that put me on the path of what is now um, uh, effectively my, my side business or or my my hobby of passion, uh, which is continuing to write on my website, mentally com and doing what I can in suicide prevention work with um, individuals like yourself on on podcast interviews, yeah. uh, but also working for organizations like the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and, cool. and doing what advocacy work I can do because I'm, I'm a fairly uh, modesty aside, I'm a fairly good speaker cool. and a, and a fairly good writer. So definitely uh, that that's that's what put me on the path, and and I hope to continue on that.
0: Cool, cool. So the 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 um, the lacrosse part of the movie then this probably would um,
1: speak to you more than
0: any other element of the movie then I, w- I would imagine.
1: I would think so i'm i'm, I'm looking forward to, to, to diving into that story um yeah. there, there aren't too many lacrosse specific movies out there so it, you know, when i see one come on my my, uh, my radar goes off i'm like oh i'm gonna check that out yeah
0: correct and, and this one like i said it, it's and it's too bad that it, it seems to have fallen through the cracks i know that there's some movies that have you know held their breath and then gone for the theater route and some that have gone straight to video and Netflix and some that are in between. So, um, um, I, um, what were, what were some of the, um, trends or, you know, warning signs or red lights or whatever the, the term would be that, that you, that you, you noticed that prompted you to write what, what, what you did?
1: Uh, so let me just uh, clarify here. So the warning signs, like specific that, that I went through or that, that are kind of general, like suicide prevention, kind
0: of college. a little, a little of both if, if, there, were, if okay. there were any of uh, either or, or, or both.
1: Sure. I'd say in, in my case, uh, is, is, and based on, on the research that I've done into this is a fairly common one is, is there was a marked difference in, in observable behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, so my speech patterns, uh, became noticeably slower I would say less over the course of the day, uh, and that, that is if people get the, you know, the, the metaphor of, of an individual carrying extra weight, extra psychic weight on their shoulders, you're not expending any unnecessary energy, and talking with other people is just one of the things that, that kind of gets kicked out the door first, uh, so that was certainly one of them, and then, and then the other one in, uh, in my case was uh, just, quite frankly, just not getting out of bed. Um, yeah. or if I did, I, I could barely do it and I'd move myself over the couch, staying in my house for you know multiple days on end, I think yeah. two and a half weeks might've been my record. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the mark changes in behavior, whether if, you know, and I'm, I'm still a fairly quiet guy, but when I'm talking with, with my friends, and my family, they, yeah. they, they know some of my triggers, the, 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 phrases I may say if I'm, I'm having an off day in particular, um, but that in terms of suicide prevention, that's one of the more uh, accurate measures is, is to notice a a marked change in behavior one way or the other somebody might get more energy somebody mm-hmm. might get less it's just it's just what's their baseline and, and how yeah. how markedly different are they from that
0: mm-hmm. right um now one of the things that um there's an early scene in the movie b- b- before lacrosse is introduced in this into the story that uh, pertains to a lot of the circumstances and, and conditions that um that that's Indigenous community is uh, dealing with, and um, I, I mentioned that because there is a um, lost my train of thought. <laughs> lost lost my train of thought. This is It'll not come good. Back. Um, uh, lost my train of thought. <laughs> We're talking like just
1: just the the environment most uh, indigenous um, folks may have.
0: Well, yeah, um, there was a. Um, Look, look, it'll, it'll come to me. I'll probably wake up at three, at three in the morning. To, you know, tomorrow morning. Oh, yeah, that's that's what I was going to ask him. Um, and that's why I sort of write write down as much as I can so I can prevent doing um, yep. one, one takes. So I, I I've because um, it's not fair to you for me to do like two or three takes. Oh, by the way, can I redo it? No, I'm not going to do that. I'm, so, I'm what <laughs> <gonna> <laughs> Um, I forgot what it was, um. <laughs> blanket, I don't know what it was. Um, embarrassing. Um, so, so the moment, the, 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 the dead air that you're hearing right now is me thinking about what that, <laughs> what that is. Um, and I'm drawing a blank. I don't know what it, what it was. Um, well, there is a scene coming up that I can allude to, um, the yeah. dual diagnosis part of it. Uh, but that's, let me see, let me see, i drawing a blank again as far as, um, um, have you heard that term before, dual diagnosis, where someone yes. is diagnosed with bipolar, for example, and then they have a, another diagnosis, you know, pertinent to, um, a, you know, an, an addiction problem, for example? Yes, it's, it's called a, a comorbidity. Um, yeah. Correct. Correct. Um, Oh, oh, I know know what it was, now that, um, (laughs) COVID-19, um, oh, actually, no, that that was not, there was, hold that thought, though, hold that thought, COVID-19, hold that thought, um, this is embarrassing, I, I, I'm, I thought I had the tip of my tongue, um, let's see, it's not COVID-19, but it was something else, um, and you're probably wondering, gee, what did I get myself into, a a, a podcast host where where the host is (laughs) drawing a blank, uh, (laughs) Um but yeah, yeah, so let's roll with COVID 19 topic well to see if the other topic sure. comes to my memory. Um have you seen um a significant difference with oh I know what it was. Let's put a whole COVID subject for a moment again, put it on hold again. Um the suicide hotline number in the US in the last couple of weeks. I want to say maybe a couple, last couple of weeks, there was uh, legislation about a nationwide suicide hotline. And this would be specific mm-hmm. specific to the U.S. And this is something where, again, I don't know if I'm a jerk for feeling this way. And obviously that's a good thing. You know, there's no question that that's a good thing. You know, having a nationwide suicide prevention hotline and, and that yep. this takes effect my understanding is that we're still two or three years away for that to, to take effect. But my concern for this, and again, not to sound like a jerk, and I, I wanna be mindful that I'm, that I'm not sounding like a jerk when I say this, is I have some concern that it will become essentially a number where people will be calling the cops to come out to them. And we've seen just in the last three, four, five, six months alone, what happens when the police are called for a mental health emergency so i have Mm -hmm. some concerns that there could potentially be repeats of what we've seen in rochester new york and in other areas Mm -hmm. where the police have been called for a non-criminal activity type Mm -hmm. of effect do you do you see any of those scenarios repeating themselves with that? Or do you think that's a premature uh, concern to have at, at this point?
1: I feel it's a, a bit premature. Um, okay. And, and here, here's why. So the, the, uh, the, the USA's National Suicide Hotline has been around. I, I can't remember when that, that initially started. The legislation was made to make it a, a three digit number, 988. Correct. Um, and it was cool. I was actually in a room with a congressman where we were trying to get him to go vote for that in particular. Yeah. So I'm hoping maybe a little bit of our, uh, our work with that, uh, uh, push yeah. some of that through, which was cool. Uh, but 988 is, is going to be the number in, in I think, two or, or, like you said, three years. Yeah. Um, I've, I've actually had the police uh, show up to my house. Um, I've, I've been handcuffed and put into the back of, of a car for a, uh, again, yeah. I've committed no crimes other than <laughs> being, being in, a, yeah. in a depressed state. Um, and and they have their regulations for for their safety to transport me to the hospital, and I I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, the my experience with it with because uh, I've called the hotline uh, is is nine one one is is I'm not going to say rarely called, um, mm-hmm. but it that is that is not the first step for that. Yeah. Uh, primarily, it's an it's an individual who is trained that that can can speak to somebody who is who feels they are in crisis or about to be yeah. in crisis. And can direct them to hey you know what this might be a good time for you to go you know go inside and talk to your parents or your significant other or, or whomever or go to a neighbor's house or get yourself to a hospital kind of thing yeah. or or quite frankly they can you know hey we can, we can get emergency services your way um, one of the benefits that i'm seeing um, across the the country in particular is the the improvement in training for uh, officers responding to mental health emergencies, and also uh, uh, departments are called crisis intervention teams, uh, CIT. So um, that's actually one thing that an individual can ask for when calling 911. If a parent is calling uh, for their child, for instance, uh, they can request a, an officer trained in CIT. So that could
0: be a, a way to reduce the not so good yes. happening is yes. to clearly yeah. request that up front then?
1: Yes, it's something that's becoming more prominent um, in, in the U.S., and that's, again, the limiting factor is the amount of officers trained in that, depending on where you are, uh, but that is an option for individuals calling 911 for a friend or family member uh, that they're concerned about. That it's like, the CIT officer is going to be the one trained in the most, uh, number one, recognizing signs of somebody in distress mentally, uh, and also ways in which to step down that situation mm-hmm. if it gets, gets heated.
0: Right. So that that hotline, again, which is a good thing, there's no mm-hmm. question that that's a good thing, even though I may Definitely. have some, some perspective as far as the the, the nuances in fine print, that's mm-hmm. still a, a very good thing. Um, one thing that I, 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 I wonder about sometimes is in different cities and different towns around the country, and I would imagine in other parts of the world as well, but specifically in, in the U.S., I know for a fact, there are many warm lines. Um, Do you ever see a warm line rising to the same nationwide level as a crisis hotline?
1: Uh, That's an interesting question. I I don't think so. I actually got introduced to to warm lines a a little less than a year ago um, when I went through a a more in-depth Treatment right. protocol for my depression, and that's something. It's a number that's saved in my phone. I'm pretty sure it's state specific. I live in I live in Atlanta, Georgia, so it's specific to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't think there's even just one. There's a couple different ones based on like sure. the counties that you're sure. in. Uh, I actually find that to be a very valuable thing um, for. I'd say parents, especially who may be a little hesitant to call nine one one on their child, for instance. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whereas, you know, hey, let's let's call a warm line and and find the best route to a hospital that that we can go to, or or if not the hospital, then then at least a a treatment center that's nearby. Mm -hmm. Um, um, That's something I'm. um, It's a new resource to me, and Mm -hmm. one that I I hope continues to, to to get prominence nationwide, uh, but I don't think it's going to rise to the level of, like, I don't think there's going to be a national mm-hmm. warm line. I don't, I don't think that's, I think that's better at a state-specific local level. Okay,
0: definitely. Now, um, so holding the, the thought about COVID, now that I am back on my, my train of thought again, sure. hopefully there won't be any more, um, you know, <laughs> uh, dead air, hopefully no more. Uh, but um, going back to the COVID-19, uh, um, what differences have you seen since the, the the lockdown and and what you know some some of it's being lifted some not depending on where in the, where in the U S you are, and where in the world you are. But um, what differences have you noticed um, in the past several months that all this has been going on?
1: It's and I've written about this a good bit on my blog. Um, <laughs> where you know because I'm, I'm an introvert by nature and a depressed one uh, at yeah. that <laughs> and so yeah. i had a lot of folks who were just like oh you're an introvert you never leave your house this is perfect for you you've been training your whole life for this and i'm like not really i like yeah. people um yeah. i just yeah. i like them in, in measured doses right yeah um the i think i i heard this explained a couple of weeks ago on a podcast that uh 19 uh, and the lockdown restrictions um and all the things that um uh, has has drastically lowered everybody's uh level of strict uh, yeah. stress threshold so yeah. that's things that wouldn't really have bothered us in a normal day-to-day mm-hmm. in january uh now become much bigger things yeah. uh, for for example on that and it's like so i'm very fortunate and I'll, I'll be the first to admit that of you know i had a lot of savings i could bank because uh, I, I, I lost work mm-hmm. and um and, and you know, covid had me stay in, in, in my apartment. My family is very close by so I can see them. Um, The thing is, is I don't have kids. Uh, My family is very healthy. Uh, I'm not worrying about, uh, you know, making ends meet and also getting my kid to school and having them taught things and what they could be exposed to um, and trying to decide between prescription medications and food. So in that respect, I'm, I'm, I'm very uh, privileged on that front, but do you imagine somebody you, 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 you add one of those as a stressors on top of the fact that you can't go anywhere, or you're very limited to that. Um, and you may not be able to bring in enough money for your family with this, that, that just continues to add up. And, um, um, Concerned. I expect it to happen. Uh, the the suicide rates from the CDC trended upward from 20, I think, 17 to 18. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm not sure if they released 2019 results yet, but I'm, I'm pretty certain they're, they're going to have an uptick in, in suicides and yeah. um, suicide attempts from the CDC when they release the 2020 data. Okay. Um, that's just our stress levels yeah. are through the roof here and, and yeah. we, we have nowhere to go, unfortunately. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, would, would you um, agree with the statement that suicide prevention is job security, suicide prevention is adequate health care, suicide prevention is, so these the different variables to, to what you're talking about that can, you know, if they're gone, it's like having the rug pulled out
1: from under you. The, I have a good friend in, in, uh, suicide prevention, and, and also a mentor of mine, Susie, and um, she has she's been broaching this particular subject with me. of, of Is is this suicide prevention, or is the suicide intervention? Mm-hmm. Um, and and now I, I think I can see the difference initiation between that of somebody in crisis, like an active, yeah. um, they, they have formulated a plan. They may be, um, very close to enacting that. Yeah. Um, they, they're, they're in an, an unstable frame of mind and, and that could go either way. I've been in that space and it is a dangerous place to be in. Yeah. Um, that I think would be, would be best term to suicide intervention and, and recognizing when, when a friend or a loved one is kind of, you know, has, has yeah. gone off in, in that way. Uh, the suicide prevention piece of that is, is the same way that I would say, and I would agree with you of, of, you know, mental, mental health is physical health. Um, and I am not, I don't have a body. I am a body. Exactly. Yeah. I don't have a mind. I am. A, it's, it's, so this thing is, is, is I don't own my brain. It's, it's something yes. i in a weird way, you know, and have a symbiotic sure. relationship with.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and a lot of what I've had to learn through my years of, of depression and treatment and, and suicide attempts and, and, and recovery from all those is mm. is how to have a better relationships with the thoughts that I'm having. So yeah, the, the problem of, you know, in, you know, let's say even in January or this time last year, the average individual is probably meeting several of their friends, family members, coworkers, workers mm-hmm. um, and now the vast majority of us are stuck at home, and it may not even be a good stuck-at-home situation, yeah. again, one of the yeah. things I'm fortunate in, and again, the stress levels rise, and those, those negative, those dark thoughts can continue to spiral, and then you're kind of left to your own devices, and that's where yeah. things can get, can get dangerous.
0: Definitely, definitely. Now, the, um, and, that, and that's a good distinction the, 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 that, I, I, that I have not heard too often, the, the suicide prevention and the suicide intervention, that, that distinction between the two. And I'm someone who tends to wish that they, both of those would get equal attention, if that makes sense. Not choosing one or the other, but being mindful of both of those and that if um drawing a blank again. <laughs> I told myself I would not draw a blank again and here I am drawing a blank again. Um, the um, yeah, but I mean because you had mentioned some some of the myths around um, suicide. What would be some of the, the, the myths that 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 are not that are not
1: true? The number one, and this is across the board with um, the recommendations from the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, Mm -hmm. um, is that asking somebody to, are are you thinking about killing yourself? Are you thinking about hurting yourself? Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you have a plan to end your life by suicide, right? Those explicit questions, the myth is that those questions will, will give that person the idea and then they will act on that. None of the research bears that out. None of the anecdotal yeah. stories from uh, temp survivors has borne that out at all. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the complete opposite of that. It's that explicit question um, leaves the individual no room to, um, to waffle. And so it could be yes. And it's like, okay, let's get this person treatment. Yeah. It could be no. And it's okay. Let's continue talking. Right. Uh, and it could be no answer, which in is of itself is an answer. Right. Yeah. So that, that explicit question when I, when I, especially when I do training for, for um, high schoolers is you don't need to be afraid to, to ask your friend, are you thinking about hurting yourself? Is that something there? And because depending on the answer, then, then you have a better and clearer path forward. I, I equate it to, uh, again, being in South Georgia, um, uh, the, the, the the fear of of educators and and parents in particular uh, for sex education for, for teenagers. (laughs) If we tell them about it, they're going to do it. (laughs) It's not, no, none of the, it's, 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 none of the research bears that out whatsoever. And so that, that, that's, that's the biggest myth uh, that, that, that yeah. I'm, I'm i'm most aware of and familiar
0: yeah. with well well, you mentioned high school and this this movie for those who might be watching the the, the grizzlies there's um, more than a few scenes where the, the high school and, and the community that they're in is such in uh, in dire straits for lack of a better word that a uh, truancy is not necessarily encouraged per se but it is kind of acknowledged that oh if Someone doesn't want to go to school, you know, oh well, they've got other stuff going on, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, which kind of lends, lends itself to, to the next question I was wondering about is in, in the work you've been doing, has there been any one demographic per se that, you know, jumps out at you more than others, you know, whether it's high school age, whether it's, you know, young adults, whether it's, you know, seniors, whether it's, you know, all these different, you know, Boxes or demographic, as it were, it, or would you say it's like a, a large cross section of those
1: that are at risk for for suicide attempts? Exactly, correct. Uh, so the research will will still bear this one out. I, uh, the 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 most at risk population is older Caucasian males with access to firearms. That is bar none. That's <laughs> that's one of the highest um, available, and you can kind of see why on that. the The thing that interests interests me and it, again it's it's borne out in, in in my personal experience is high schoolers and, and college students in particular are more impulsive they just are they right there sure. their prefrontal cortex has not fully come online yet so their ability to to do long-range planning is just not as efficient and not as deep as a as a as a 30 year old right mm-hmm. so you got to know that um, the and i've i've had several of my my good friends are, are teachers or administrators in schools and they mm-hmm. are they're they're up they, they, they are so concerned about their kids um, because they, they, they just the kids don't know where to turn right now yeah. and, and everything is so foreign with the lockdowns that we're on, the procedures that we have to do and not being able mm-hmm. to see friends and do the things and, and activities that, that they want to be able to do. Um, they, they, they feel very much out of control on mm-hmm. that front. You combine mm-hmm. that feeling of being out of control with a degree of impulsivity and especially again, more on the boys' side, boys and men tend to choose more lethal means. Mm-hmm. Um, girls and women to, tend to attempt more, but choose less less lethal means or means mm-hmm. in which they might be discovered. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so a girl might, uh, you know, uh, take a whole bunch of pills that leaves some room to uh, be discovered and get treatment. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, y- a young boy might jump off of something and, and or step in front of a train. That's not mm-hmm. going to give you any option there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd, I'd still say from you know, the combination of impulsivity and the, and the combination of, of having been ripped away from everything that was, that was comforting to you mm-hmm. and consistent and reliable, mm-hmm. uh, that's a risk for everybody, but I do think mm-hmm. it's more of a risk for, for younger individuals that don't have what I call balancing life experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the first genuinely difficult thing that, that um, they're having to experience along with everybody else. And it's, it's in many cases, it's, it's frankly just mm-hmm. too much
0: yeah now there's been I've noticed in some research study for depression and bipolar, you know anxiety, et cetera. probably in the last 10 or 20 years within that time frame, there's been bit by bit more discussion about happiness as far as what brings someone joy and happiness as a means to incorporate that into, um, methods of wellness so as to, you know, get away from, from, from suicide. Um, does your research show that there is a correlation between that emphasis on what brings someone happiness and joy versus not having that be a
1: variable in the equation? And, and what I've researched. And again, in my personal experience, I haven't seen that borne out where there's, there's a quick, like higher happiness leads to lower mm-hmm. suicide rates. Right. So I haven't seen an inverse correlation there. I think that's, you know, that's a fairly, you know, I think most people would accept that. Like, yeah, if you're happy, you wouldn't end yeah. your life. Right. That, yeah. that I think that's a, a fair, just straight up human assessment that that does make sense. Um, and at the same time, we see a lot of folks who, and, and this is, more a consequence of, of the the culture that we're in now mm-hmm. and the the sharing of, of everybody's highlight reel online, yeah, um, of of showing this mask of happiness and perfection and beauty in one's life and the things that you're doing and the people you're involved with, um, for not being a truth like that, that. That's it's so much easier to put out a mask now with the technology that we yeah, have um, and put out the best where. Um, you don't let anybody see your, your, your blooper reel. So I'm very concerned about the fact, especially when I speak with high schoolers, of um, you know, putting up the facade of things are okay. And yeah. that not actually being the case. Um, the, 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 and I've, in, in my personal life, I am, I'm very interested in, in maintaining my happiness. I track my mood multiple times a day. I've done it yeah. for almost two years now. So I can see my, my trends over time and be like, yeah. why for two weeks was I so down? And I can be, Oh, okay, this happened, So let me change that. So I don't run into that again. Yeah, um, There are great mood tracking apps uh, for Android and iPhone and all that, that, that people can check out. Um, but the, the thing is, is, is I've gotten, when I was younger, I thought and depressed, I thought I just had to be happy and all this stuff would go away. As I've gotten older, that has not been the case. And uh, that was a struggle to kind of get through that of it's, I'm always going to be depressed. I may always have a degree of suicidal ideation. uh, And it's my responsibility to kind of work around what those bring. And the the, the one thing I will say that to give hope for folks who who may be listening and, and are severely depressed is it's been my experience that I feel I have a greater capacity for joy in my life now, having experienced the inverse of that in my younger days. That is not a thing to say like, hey, I wish, you know, somebody would have to go through those depths Mm -hmm. or that you can't experience that degree of joy. Just for me, um, I've seen both extremes or both edges of the coin. Mm -hmm. And I'm happier now finding myself in the middle I can be okay with a little bit of depression and a little bit of happiness, but generally I I try to, I I try to find the middle path in there and and that might not be all the way happy. And and that's, that's an okay thing. I think that just comes with, with getting a little older.
0: Definitely. And and I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because have you heard that the thing about, you know, for those who are, are prescribed meds, those are not happy pills per se, but they bring uh, you, myth. yeah, another, another myth. myth. It brings yeah. you to like just level. It brings you level, right? It, it doesn't. It's um, curious.
1: Um, again, I've I did a recent post of that title yeah. called medication fears about just, yeah. again, the, the, um, uh, the fears people have specifically about psychiatric medications. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, nobody's <laughs> that worried about penicillin, yeah. but you talk about Prozac <laughs> and suddenly people yeah. are like, Whoa, that's weird. Yeah. Why are you taking that? Yeah. And it's like, it's, it, yeah, it's not going to make you happy. Yeah. Um, the, the way I describe it for folks who are trying to understand this is that if, if me as a person is getting assailed constantly by depressed and anxious thoughts, <laughs> the medication, if it's dosed right and it's, it, it's working for myself or any mm-hmm. individual is it, is it, is it provides that individual space from those thoughts to be able mm-hmm. to think other thoughts. True. And for, for me, especially, I think it's clear for me with anxiety is it gives me more runway in my mind to be like, I can feel the anxiety coming on yeah, knowing that I can take some actions that I know are effective to bring my anxiety level way down. And then I'm okay. Um, Whereas, whereas opposed to it, like the thought just hitting my, my consciousness, like a freight train and I've got nowhere to go, but experience a panic attack. Like that, that's what, for me, that's what my medication does for me the most. It gives me time to think better thoughts.
0: True. True. Well, what, um, what um, suggestions would you have for those who are going through a hard time and anything that they could do for, you know, self-care? So to speak, anything that that you would would recommend? Would, would there be any um, like what would you re- recommend? But by way of of self care for that. So this is
1: this is uh, going to be an interesting one, um, and uh, suicide prevention and and, and certainly the mental communi- community yes. lo- loves acronyms. Uh, yes. So one of the most effective ways to kind of snap somebody out of anything is is this acronym called TIP T I P P. And it stands for Temperature, Intense Exercise, Paced Breathing, and Paired Muscle Relaxation. So you can do one or all of them. I've had various situations where that. But if I'm especially anxious or I'm feeling especially depressed, what this does is instead of trying to meet thought with thought, Mm -hmm. uh, and and in my experience, the negative thought will tend to win out of the positive one in that, or the the more fearful one will win out of the less fearful one. Uh, you need to kind of short circuit that thinking pattern and tip is what allows it to do it. It um, takes advantage of human physiology to bring yourself back down to baseline and get yourself out of your head. So for me um, it's a cold shower or a hot bath. Um, so, changing your temperature that you're experiencing yeah, currently. Sure. So, you're experiencing new sensations, kind of overwhelming the thoughts. So, you have something mm-hmm. new to think about. Yeah. Intense exercise, same thing. If you're feeling anxious and you do a whole bunch of push ups or a whole bunch of squats, you're going to bring your heart rate up to what your brain feels it should be. And then then you can naturally kind of bring that down. Yeah. Uh, paired muscle relaxation is just tensing muscles and relaxing them, tensing and relaxing them. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, pace breathing is just what it sounds like is you're, you're inhaling and exhaling for a set period of time. And uh, if, of all the techniques that I've used and the techniques I continue to teach, breath work in and of itself has been the number one, um, uh, number one most effective technique and one I use on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. to uh, particularly get me out of anxious, anxious ruts, mm-hmm. um, but also to just kind of, again, center myself and allow myself to be like, okay, that was that kind of rough yeah. moment. Let's create a new moment. But tip is a uh, tip is a great it's a it's a dialectical behavior. Yeah. Uh, so thera- t- T-I-P-P. Behavior. t-i-p-p. Yep. Yeah, T-I-P-P. Cool. That is I like that. that is to, to get yourself at least into cool. a new frame of mind. That's one of the more effective tools.
0: Cool. I, I like that. I like that. Um, now the um, As we we wind down, I I did want to mention uh, a couple of resources for everyone. Um, There is uh, Mental Health America, which is MHAnational.org. There's also NAMI, National Alliance on Mental Illness, N-A-M-I.org. The Suicide Prevention Hotline, actually it's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, I've seen it listed as. And they are one 800 273 8255 one 273 talk. are there any others that, that you know about that I that it, um that I, I should mention
1: or uh, two I would go with, um, one is the American foundation for suicide prevention. Mm-hmm. So AFSP.org, AFSP. I believe, mm-hmm. um, there's some useful stuff that kind of routes people to where they want to go. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I'm pretty sure it's psychology today. Oddly enough, yeah. it's a, it's a running digital magazine there. Right. Um, but they have a link for, um, uh providers in your area that you can just put in like your county of residence and you can get a list of of therapists psychiatrists oh that, that's and the right
0: service. that's right now that you mentioned that that that's correct they do they do have that um mm-hmm. provider directory
1: yeah and that's that's that's, a, that's an awesome resource for folks who are like where do i go there you go go to that website well
0: cool. cool. um well how would people contact you if they had any questions with
1: the- Absolutely. Um, so I'm kind of all over the place. If you Google my name, Gordon okay. Corsetti, you'll see a lot of lacrosse stuff pop up. Yeah, and you'll yeah. also <laughs> see a lot of a lot of mental health and suicide prevention yeah, pop up. Yeah. Uh, my my website is mentallyagile.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, you can uh, just go to that website. Uh, I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, mm-hmm. Instagram, uh, under Mentally Agile as well. Uh, mm. I'm on that. I'm, I respond any messages come my way. My email is gcorsetti at mentallyagile.com. But again, that, my contact form mm-hmm. on my website, any of the social media platforms, you can, you can find me there love talking this stuff. Uh, and in particular, while I'm not a, a doctor or uh, uh, an expert in uh, the medical treatment for depression, bipolar, suicide disorder, uh, suicide prevention, um, anxiety disorder, uh, I do have a lot of lived experience. And I am more than happy to point people in the best direction uh, that I'm aware of. So that's, that's what I like to do there.
0: Oh, definitely. And, and lot, lot lots of good information. Lots of good information mm-hmm. here. Um, so um, the, the TIPP, Remember that. And, um, yep. But in any event, um, thank you. Thank you very much for being here today. I appreciate it.
1: My pleasure, Brian.
0: And, um, and those of you at home or in the car or at work, wherever you're listening, um, stay safe and, um, talk to you next time.
1: Uh, Bye.